Hello to our friend Steve Vines, live from his Saikung bunker. How are you doing? You right? Good morning. I'm, I'm, I'm still in a, a secure location. Yeah, good for you, where you need to be, but, I think. You know, who knows for how long. <laughs> good stuff. All right, Steve, <laughs> what's been going I, I, on? I've been I'm listening to... Sorry, we've got a bit of a juddery line here, but, but what I was going to say was... Um, I've been listening to the world's most 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 learned and distinguished food and beverage expert, um, who we used to call, I used to call anyway, the chief executive in name only, the CNO, but she's now become the Fino uh, in her new incarnation, where she she has given us her her judicious views on uh, what's happening in bars and restaurants. She airily said in saying that, that, oh, I think we'll close down all the bars. She said, oh, you know, they can do other things. I think she thought that, you know, the average bar in Hong Kong could be turned into a quantum physics lab or maybe a lion taming school. It wasn't clear what she meant by do other things. But the fact of the matter is that this is yet another, in case we needed another demonstration of bonkers 101. The problem is, so I'm told, that you've got to encourage social distancing, yeah. that people shouldn't be gathering in large groups. Fair I understand right. that. Yep. I think the science on that is perfectly good. But why is this all about bars? I mean, I but know that the booze, never actually. been... It's not, it's not about bars, it's about booze, by the sounds of it. Well, it's about booze. Well, but I mean, if I, I know that the Sino or the Fino, whatever she's called this week, has never really been in a Dai Pai Dong or a Cha Chan Teng, but did you know they're crowded places where people sit huddled up together in a confined space, yeah. slurping noodles and all the rest of it? Um, why is that somehow not a problem, but people sitting in a bar, often outside, drinking drinks, and here's the problem, drinking drinks well, is so. a problem. Is it because, you know, it feeds into her generally Puritan outlook on life, which is drinking very bad, people having fun much, much worse? Or is it because I don't know what? So, you know, if there is a serious point to this, and there must be a serious point to this, which is social distancing, surely you've got to close down everything. Now, if if you close down bars, restaurants, Dai Pai Dongs, Cha Chan Tengs, all the, the whole lot of it, what are you going to do? In other countries, notably Britain, you've said, if you force commercial establishments mm. to close, you have to provide some financial support uh -huh. because otherwise the rub. they ain't. There's the rub, is it not? I mean, because these people are not going to reopen. They cannot reopen if they've been out of business, still paying rent, accumulating other expenses with zero uh, income over a long period of time. Mm. So, you know, other governments have stepped up to the plate. I mean, even the American government plays <laughs> on this. In Hong Kong, which has some of the biggest fiscal reserves in the world, in case anybody's missed that, the word is biggest, um, the government's going, oh, I don't know. Well, maybe, you know, we've got, oh, let's fill in a form. So, you know, if there is some master plan for doing this, I think we need to hear about it, but not in drips and drabs, not in stupid statements from the Sino going, oh, bars can you know, be doing other things and all this sort of nonsense. Time, time has come, 
and it, it often comes during a crisis to step up to the plate. Yeah. Chances of it happening? Oh, cool. Out there with zero. Well, this is just all a bit strange. I mean, it starts off as a very good idea. And Steve, you can fill us in on this one. Is it that, I mean, if you have a bar and you can't sell booze or whatever, it will cost you more to keep all your electricity going or than to close down for a yes. few days? I'm just assuming here. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I defer, of course, to the Fino, the great food and beverage expert <laughs> in the clouds from Tamar. But, but, I mean, the simple fact of the matter is, I think what she was said, saying when she said, oh, bars can do other things, was that they can suddenly transform themselves into restaurants. First of but all, they, they are don't already. have kitchen capacity. A lot. Well, it's... some are and some aren't. Yeah, yeah. Some are and some aren't. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, just talk about bars, talk about restaurants in a second. Yeah, yeah. As far as bars are concerned, they have tiny little kitchens. They don't really have chefs. They just make snacks. Oh, and by the way, under law... They do not have a license that enables them to provide a full meal service. She should talk to her clipboard-wielding friends at the Food, Environment, Hygiene and Killjoy Department because they're experts in that. Mm. That's one. Then you talk about the restaurants which serve alcohol. Well, if you've ever been to a restaurant in Hong Kong, say a little prayer for alcohol drinkers because they are subsidizing your food. The margins on alcohol are much bigger than they are on food. Mm. And one of the reasons you keep food prices under some kind of control, I don't speak for all restaurants because some of their prices are way out of control, but for most reasonable places, yeah. the reason they can provide food at the prices they provide it is because they sell alcohol and that has a bigger profit margin. This is how the economics of the trade work. Yeah. Like yet again, I'm sure that's not known up in the upper echelons of of Miss and Mr. Killjoy who've never been to a bar in their lives, and if they go to a restaurant, you know, have a bold decision to drink a cup of tea. But that is the reality. I've heard uh, from many people in the business all along, they said, they echo what you've just said. Well, you know, food's great, but that's not where we, you know, make our, make our living. No. So, you know, what what is fundamentally being proposed is unworkable, and unreasonable. It's unreasonable because you're you're closing down a very important industry in Hong Kong. Yeah. For some people, it's also unworkable because what do you think will happen? Have you ever been to a Muslim country where alcohol sales are banned? They just don't. You know, the drink doesn't appear in transparent glasses. It appears in cups or special it tea. In other places. <laughs> special tea. So you know, I mean, it won't work. It's nonsense, and. It also means for the people who try and keep open, if this is the plan to keep open yeah. while no money is being made, is they will have to offer bring your own um, deals on alcohol because otherwise people simply won't come. Is that easy that to do, Steve? Yes, is that is it practical to do corkage and stuff like that? Yes, it is. I mean, but you lose a lot of money. That's the problem. Mm. So. Um, you know, the, the government is talking because they don't know how this works of a ban on the sale of alcohol. Well, if you allow bring your own, you're not selling it. You know, I mean, all, all I'm saying is this is this is a typical plan dreamed up by bureaucrats who have no idea what the reality on the ground is. Yeah. So the, the, the simple fact of the matter is if you really want to achieve, which apparently is the objective, 
social distancing, why alcohol sales are being targeted is a complete mystery to me. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, and by the way, I mean, the, the, the number of bars compared to the number of dongs and what have you yeah. is, is, is minimal. So I, I, I'm even more bewildered by this bonkers suggestion. Well, this started off as a reasonable idea, but then a few inches in, it went all sort of Alice in Wonderland, didn't it? It was. It leads to intimacy well, and maybe dancing, Steve, even. <laughs> it was a reasonable idea as long as you know nothing about the economics of the food and beverage trade. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the Fino or the scene that she thinks she knows about everything. Here's a wake-up call. She doesn't. Well, what happens now? What's, what's, what's the vibe from within the... I mean, we know that. We've all read the news, etc. So what's the vibe from within the industry? What can they do? What would they like to do? I think people in the industry are intensely scared at the moment. Um, there is a growing lobby to get the government to say, if you really want to do this, obviously, you know, particularly if it's a law, you comply with the law. Mm. But if you really want to do this, you have to bring forward now not in six months time or four months time a financial compensation arrangement to allow these businesses to survive and this isn't an exaggeration to survive i mean most of these businesses have already gone through the better part of nine months um, of reduced activity they're, yeah. they're hanging by a thread yeah if you now take away the thread you ain't got nothing so, you know, this, this, is, this is a crisis moment. This is, you, you know, complacent people go, oh, well, it's survival of the fittest, you know. Oh, well, you know, some of them will go down and new ones will come up. Oh, well, thank you very much. Tell that to the people who've invested their lives in making these things work, to the thousands, tens of thousands, actually hundreds of thousands who, of people who work in this trade, who in the interim will be unemployed and in Hong Kong, there is no such thing as unemployment pay. Tell it to them, mm. and I hope you feel a lot better after you've had that conversation. We will have a break. We'll be back after the news with Mr Vines. Back on Facebook Live, as long as that lasts. Steve, sorry to make you wait. Where were we? Well, we, we, we were in the middle of, of having a, a very interesting and, and totally intellectual discussion on the benefits of alcohol during the coronavirus. Um, not, apparently, if you're a member of the Puritan League running the Hong Kong government. But I wonder if we could just do a slight sideways shift Please, onto go another topic, yeah, which yeah. is um, which is really um, interests me a lot. So we've had this thing developing since the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. this extraordinary narrative that's coming from the police force that Hong Kong is on red alert because of terrorism. You've had four very big and well-publicized raids yep. on various places. You've had allegations of very serious uh, bombings. Now, these big bombings have, in terms of damage, resulted in uh, one in one instance the damage of a toilet seat in a public toilet, um, some small burns to uh, um, a car park outside police married headquarters. And I think the other big, big damage item was, oh, that's right, nothing. So you've got this narrative that, that these bombs are being produced all over Hong Kong. Yeah. And then the police saying, without a shred of evidence, because none of these cases have come to court, except 
interestingly, for the raid last year, the very big raid last year, last July, uh, which was a month after the start of the protests, which was described as Hong Kong's biggest um, seizure of terrorist material. Yeah. And two of the defendants in that case were, were, were uh, their, their charges were not pursued. So promptly the police charged them with something else. Fair enough. Go, good on you, boys. But in the, all of the other cases, there's been nothing such as what is called judicial process. I mean, it just hasn't happened. Yet the police have had press conferences, have, have even did a, a funny little thing where they, they put a bomb in a room and said, hey, this is causing a lot of destruction. They then pressed the button and, hey, presto. Who knew that if you put a bomb in a room, there would be destruction? It, it, it was a blinding revelation to me. This was followed up by a big um, exercise this month by the, the, the Joint Anti-Terrorism Unit, which has an acronym that I can't remember right at the moment. I'm sure you'll make up another one. Services. <laughs> I will make it up all on my own. No need to bother with whatever the official acronym is. You know, um, and apparently, and there's a very interesting report in the Financial Times, all of this is being fed into the international community by the Sino and various other Muppets in, in, the, um, in the Hong Kong government, going around the consulates, going, we're on high alert, we're on high alert, terrorism, terrorism. Now, it's very interesting that they actually choose to go out two diplomatic representatives stationed in Hong Kong yeah. and tell them how terrible things are here, how terrorism has, you know, enveloped Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Uh, now, let's, let's get down to basics here. If there are some idiots and dangerous people making bombs, obviously they need to be put back in the box. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. But... Is this going to be done by making these wild accusations of who is responsible for this? I mean, in one of these raids, the police just came out afterwards and said, oh, it's very clear to us that these were going to be targeted in major demonstrations at the... Minority the report all over again, or in the future, I mean, isn't it? Here you go. Wasn't it? So, I mean, <laughs> they don't know that. Nobody knows that. This isn't the kind of evidence that could be presented in a court of law. But if you're running a propaganda campaign, it may well work. So so what I'm trying to say is, if indeed there are lunatics and dangerous people out there making bombs, collecting weapons, obviously they need to be arrested and face the full force of law. Mm. No question about that. Well, let's leave that one with our listeners for a little while, because I think lots of people have got opinions about it. I mean, I'm reminded of when uh, the weapons guys from the United States were meant to go to check out Saddam, and basically all they found was a, yes. a pea shooter and some itching powder. I mean, it, 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 they seem to be... Oh, th th this was the famous chemical weapons. Chemical Alley, remember him. I'll tell you what, yeah. let's, let's go to some emails here, which I've just discovered, Steve. Put these in your pipe. So, uh, Colin, good morning. He says, I don't want to be a killjoy... But why is horse racing continuing, albeit without spectators? They seem to have some sort of special privilege. Really, Colin? Uh, he said, I also don't get the alcohol ban. He said he's 7-Eleven exempt. Well, it's a shop, isn't it, Steve? I mean, seriously. No, it isn't. It is a ban on the sale of alcohol to be consumed in premises. Um, apparently, there's a special demonstration, dispensation for 7-Eleven 
Um, fact, I mean, steps. <laughs> this has been the thing for years, isn't it? Have three of them in Lang Kwai Fong. I mean, they've been bleating I, I down there. Say, for I mean, years. a lot of the kids who go to Lang Kwai Fong and they ain't stupid discovered that the prices of drinks in 7 Eleven were a lot cheaper than they were in the bars and you were still standing in the same street drinking them. Steve, you know, this is our, I know you want to talk about a bit of politics and stuff, but what's everybody writing about beer? No, I Bevy, get it. I do get <laughs> let me do a little bit more. Let's say hello to Alan. He said, in Australia, two days ago, the Aussie PM closed all bars and restaurants, take away food and drinks only, and you know how important that is in Australia, did it regardless. He said, the Hong Kong alcohol ban seems likely to be a direct reaction two photos of Lang Kwai Fong revelers and some of these photos Alan we don't know that they were taken recently we just don't anyway um, I think in short time they must just close them completely for the duration which could be months people are going to go broke alternative is more people dead needs to be a rent holiday he said Zeman can afford it everything has to change at least until there's a vaccine maybe next year Alan the Aussie speaking sense well he may well be right as, as, as we were discussing this before the break it, the, the, the argument is not that you don't take these measures. The argument is that you take them in a way that, that goes right across the community and you don't just target uh, places that sell alcohol. But the, the big argument is that if you are going to force in a free society, which, you know, cross fingers Hong Kong still is, if you're going to force a substantial industry to close yeah. by law, you are obliged as a society to say, there will be some compensation for that. Yes, there will be. It just, I mean, this whole thing about... It will it, cost money. It will cost a lot of money. I get that. Yes. But, you know, if the argument is, shall we spend a lot of money or shall we risk people's health? I don't think most people in Hong Kong will say, I tell you what, let's go for the risking health option. But even if you think, I mean, what was it about it causes intimacy? Uh, you know, you, did, well, you wouldn't no, say that, that, do I've you? I've seen but, it with my own I mean, eyes. we're going to be covering up grand intimacy. piano legs next. You know, it's very much like... Yeah. Anyway, I've just discovered a load of emails, Steve. Sorry to change your tack. So, uh, who's this? Umesh, hello, oh, mate. Let's, let's, let's give him a whirl. Yeah, why not? Umesh, he says, I know for a fact here across the fence... Uh, no F&B establishment got compensation uh, across the fence. I guess you're out. Oh, I heard Singapore too is closing with no compensation. Majority of closures in Europe are getting compensation. This is the big one, Steve. Uh, and with mega coins, lamb curry has in her LV purse. I am sure something can be worked out. Umesh says even the Muppets do a better job. The compensation issue, Steve. It seems like a technicality. You can't close because if you did, the insurance boys would have to cough. I don't know. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, that, 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 that some wouldn't, most wouldn't, because the loss of business um, insurance coverage yeah. is very expensive, and particularly um, small and medium-sized enterprises tend not to take it out on the grounds that it is expensive. However, if they were forced to close and they did have that insurance, they would be able to claim. But I don't think that covers that many people. Explain this in a bit more detail for us, would you? Because this is where everybody comes an expert at this time, and you, you're in the you're in the the business. Um, what yeah. are the, what I mean, are the insurance I, I things. It, my, my company does not have loss of business coverage. It gotcha. is there. It is available. So that that while we, I mean, most of our outlets are closed. I mean, it's a terrible, terrible time. We yeah. have to lose people. I'm exceedingly unhappy, as any reasonable person would be about that. I'm more unhappy about the people being laid off than anything else but anyway that's what had to be done mm. but you know i do know um some of my colleagues in the same business 
who have who have this this thing it's called loss of business insurance and they have been able to claim where they've been forced to close yeah but here's the thing i mean i operate mainly in in you know cafes and what have you in universities where in some instances we have been forced to close different ball game so anybody in that circumstance would be able to claim yeah if you are closing for the mere reason that there's no business or that you can't sell alcohol but you are allowed to keep open you wouldn't be allowed to claim it's a very difficult situation. Devil in the detail, eh? We're going to be on Facebook Live for another eight minutes or so, so do join us. I'm suddenly discovering all these messages, Steve. Right, so let's say hello to David, who wrote up on our Morning Brew page earlier. It says, Mr Vines forgot to mention that Carrie Lamb felt that by drinking, people would like to get intimate with each other. So he must have sent this a while ago, mate, because he has. <laughs> he said, I can imagine six guys together for a short drink being like that what an idiotic suggestion by my lamb he says and jeremy <laughs> says i'm guessing that david hasn't been down javois street well jeremy i'm guessing you have anyway <laughs> this okay what, yeah, what i mean i i think the war on intimacy has to be fought in what, all i mean regardless of the coronavirus and and, and I, can, I, I, so social mixing i think we've got to put a stop to it i got a message from annabelle earlier who says alcohol causes intimacy she says her communion wine must be very good stuff <laughs> but this is this is this is admitting to some sort of weird Victorian puritanical. It, 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 think it by all means, but really say it. Well, so, well, if if you're if you're the Cino and you think that you know everything and you're very self confident, you you may well do that. I mean, incidentally, have you noticed? I, I know this is slight, slightly to the side, it's but right. it, it's of constant amusement to me. Is it, her transformation into Kim Jong Lam? Oh, she, yeah. she, she she keeps being photographed. Looking You've at things. You've got to look at the government website. It's it's a pleasure. I mean, she came to Saikung yesterday. I can't tell you the excitement there was here. Well, I know in oh, one place Saikung. in Saikung she didn't go to. I can no, assure she didn't you. Go there. She did not go there. But she went to inspect and learn more from the Saikung Outdoor Recreation Centre, which is being used as a quarantine camp. Yeah. And there's these marvellous staged photographs taken by the official government photographer of the Sino standing there looking grave, sometimes pointing her finger in Kim Jong-un's style, sometimes looking grave and um, giving guidance. This is this is classically out of the North Korean It textbook. is rather. Giving guidance. It's like Nero people. and Rome, it seems. <laughs> I want to I change the topic if I might, you're, Steve. You're, you're going too far back. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got an email here from Kevin who brings yes. up a brilliant point talking about the freelance employment situation. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a top orchestra conductor in Aussie the other day, and he said, you know, it's really, really bad. It's, well, let me just... Well, this is a terrible thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, in, in Hong Kong, there is no safety net for anybody, any employee. Seemingly but not. in places like Britain and Australia where people are either in the gig economy and i.e. they don't have full-time jobs but they're working full-time yeah or they're freelancers particularly in the creative industries which have all been uh, shut screwed, down screwed absolutely they ain't got nothing and and, and <laughs> as i pointed out to guy the other day what people don't understand is some of the you know the dancers actors blah 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 in the world famous companies world famous royal this that and it, they're still freelancers and if the yeah. royal what that isn't getting a gig then neither are they yes i which, mean which is incredible isn't it it, it is. I mean, this is, you know, when people say that this isn't just a health uh, a pandemic, ain't that a fact? I mean, people are going to go hungry. 
people, I mean, hopefully, you know, the top performers have got enough money, but I'm talking about the people who are even stagehands in theatres. Lots of them are uh, freelancers. Oh, no kidding. Not, the whole shebang, Steve. But they, they were never well, my point is they were never well paid. So when they're not paid at all, <laughs> yeah, it really... they don't have a sort of fat livelihood to fall back on. Let's go to one, this email from Kevin, who's in the arts uh, industry himself. And he said, as a freelancer, my work has all but died off for six months now, and I am facing eviction from my rented accommodation. Yet all of the very limited government relief measures, such as they are, there are not, uh, there's nothing for the self-employed, but it's as if we don't exist at all. We don't show up in government statistics. Should they finally get around to helping Hong Kong people directly? Though there's fat chance of that, says Kev. And there must be thousands, if not tens of thousands, facing a similar plight. And freelancer, I'm talking about the arts industry. Steve, how much of your industry, your other industry, is freelance? Squillions of people. And what Kevin just said, it's, it's so well, true. He's talking about the, the, the creative industries excellent point but just just let's go back to the food and beverage industry a lot of people in that industry are indeed uh, freelancers or, or part-timers as they're uh -huh. waiters and stuff yeah 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 so they they a lot of people work two or three jobs and they work part-time here part-time there and part-time somewhere else so you know when they can be laid off at a moment's notice some of them in fact are entitled to long service pay that's true that's through the uh, government system but but that's it there ain't no other money there at all yeah but the real the real disgrace of the hong kong employment scheme is as i keep saying is there's no such thing as unemployment pay for people even in full-time work so you know they they do get this money when they leave the long long service provision but they don't get anything else and it doesn't last very long in a crisis like this that goes on for months and months and months. Right, I got an email here from Jeff. I don't quite get it, Jeff, and I don't want to read it out. You said something about shows and bathrooms are not closed or closing. I want to read out what you've written, but if you can quickly just put me straight on that, uh, I will. Let me have one more look, Steve, and see what we've got. Oh, Nigel, Nigel says, is this on Facebook Live? It's two minutes to 11, so we'll have to wrap soon. He said, uh, prohibition and speakeasy joints, bring it on, getting intimate on specialty. Can you get your collar felt for drinking tea and drugs? Driving. Well, we're getting into the the clever, the clever ass technicalities now, aren't we? And this is where people scoot around things. If you want to know how well an, a, an alcohol ban works, look at the prohibition period in the United States of America, which gave rise to some of the biggest criminal gangs ever seen on the planet. It was a fantastic success if you call that a success. So this is a human nature thing. We always say, parents always say, well, if you tell your child, do not do this, of course they're going to do it. Is this like a big version of that? Well, I think it's partly a big version of that. And it, it, it's just partly a version of how things are anyway. I mean, you know, you, you, people, are so, people are social beings. It's very hard for many people to cease being a social person. Yeah. This is a crisis. I understand people have to limit it. But, you know, the, the, there's that thing. Oh, what's it called? Common sense. 
Going to give the last word to Les. We've got a minute before the news, Les. Les says what the government needs to do is to officially recognise the COVID-19 event is a pandemic and then initiate a lockdown. Then it really is a f- f- act of God, he says, a force majeure. And then we won't need to pay the landlords. The government can then take steps to force banks to provide credit by guaranteeing the loan. Small business need to have to weather the storm, except in the current uh, administrations, what they've done smacks of avoiding the issue so that their landlords' friends can benefit. That is what I was trying to explain. But Les, you know the business and I don't. Steve, I'm going to have to leave it there. Top job. And thanks for your time. It will fly. Indeed. Nice one. Thank you very much to you, Steve Vines. And thanks very much to you for your emails and Facebook messages. Right.